Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do I have everybody's attention now? John, I got you. John, Do I have everybody's Sunday attention night. now? You put them cameras on me, then you must be willing To get that heart touched, it's a must-see feeling The news ain't good, then it must be villain So I say it's that grounded, I don't trust these feelings Spread across your nose, and I'm on your air High as next on the cloud Am I in the air, Sunday night's prime time I flex mine better, Voltron transform to DX Don Mega and unseen, you probably think I'm nice Cause I slow like a stream to your wireless device And the smoke full of steam any given night, I'll show up like a piece of any given slice And for the latest and what is best about I Tune in and tune the rest out, Don You gotta tell them, am I in the clear? Is this thing gone? Am I on the air? On the air Hi, am I on the air? Aw, yeah, what is going down, everybody? Welcome to Am I on the Air? I'm so happy to be back with you on this Tuesday, January the 20th. Uh, did not bring you a new episode yesterday, as it was Martin Luther King Day. It was a holiday. I was chilling with the family. Had a lot going on. So, decided to hold off one day postpone the episode just a tad, but I'm here, because I wasn't going to let it go any farther than that, because there's a lot to talk about, I got three movie reviews for you, so it's going to be off the chain, so welcome once again to Am I On The Air, your weekly one-stop shop for all the latest in entertainment news, TV, music, movies, reviews, the whole nine, everything going down in the world of entertainment. I'm your host, Don Mega, and this is Am I on the Air? This is Season 10, Episode 3. Tonight's episode is the American Black Hat Ringer. Alrighty, so it's been a while since I've been able to mash up a nice movie title, but uh, there's a lot going on in the movie world right now, so the American Black Hat Ringer is ready to rock and roll with you here on Am I on the Air? Let's not waste any time, and let's get it in with those movie reviews. Um, as you can probably guess, <coughs> excuse me, by the um, show titles there, uh, by the episode name, I have three movie reviews for you. I'm going to review American Sniper, Black Hat, and The Wedding Ringer. So, we got some really good, some pretty good, and some not-so-good. So three movie reviews that are going to take us across the realm of reviews. <laughs> so that's pretty good, too. It always makes it exciting. So I'll start first with American Sniper. You know, this movie actually came out uh, in December in very limited release. It was only in, like, three theaters, and then it opened up to a fourth theater. Uh, but it was doing really good in limited release, uh, just in those four theaters alone. Then this past Friday, it opened up nationwide. And Wow. Nobody saw it coming, but this movie grossed over $90 million just over the three-day weekend, and then when you tack in uh, Martin Luther King Day yesterday, American Sniper brought in $105 million in just four days. That is insane. That is like comic book movie summer film status for a war film like American Sniper. That's pretty crazy. Uh, of course, I think what really stirred up a lot of this was the Oscar nomination. So, of course, we'll get into Oscar stuff a little bit later. But American Sniper nominated for Best Film. Bradley Cooper got a nomination for Best Actor. Not sure I agree with that, but um, we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to the Oscars. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of hype around American Sniper right now, so... No shocker that it came out the gate just killing it. The shocker here is the fact of how well it killed it because I'm still blown away, man. Nine, 90 million, I mean, just to put it in perspective, I mean, that's like Guardians of the Galaxy, Godzilla, Spider Man 2, you know, X Men Days of Future Past. I mean, these are big tentpole summer film numbers. 
I just, it's it's crazy. So, of course, it broke the record for January. No film has ever debuted as big as this in, in January. The previous record was, like, Kevin Hart's film last year, uh, Ride Along, which was, like, $41 million. So, this smashed it. And not only did it smash it, but it's also an R-rated film. So, it took, you know, broke so many different records. Of course, Bradley Cooper, this film's directed by Clint Eastwood, um, it's the true story about the uh, about Chris Kyle, who was in the record books as America's most deadliest sniper in the military. And this film kind of takes you back and forth from him enlisting into the military, trying to become like a Navy Navy SEAL. Um, you know, meets his wife, has children, and all the different tours that he has to deal with, with going back and forth, and how that kind of messes with your head, and just everything that kind of comes in between. It's a really great movie. I really, really like this film. Um, I'm glad it's doing as good as it is, because it deserves to be. I mean, it's a very good, true story to tell. Uh, If there's only one negative for me, it's the ending. Uh, I felt like the ending was kind of a quick cop-out. I don't like when movies don't really show you the full story, and then all of a sudden at the end it just throws up like a paragraph on the screen, and is like, well, this is how the film ends. Don't pop up a paragraph, like, show me. (laughs) I just sat with you for over two hours with this entire movie, and then you're not even going to show me how it really, truly ended? I mean, it's a true story. Tell the whole damn story. I I can kind of understand why they didn't, and I won't give it away for those of you that haven't read into the story, Um, but it was just a little, I don't know, just a little disappointed with the way that they kind of, like, bailed out at the very end. But I won't let that take anything else away. I mean, I I thought the... All the action scenes, the military scenes were incredible. The sniping was really intense. Uh, Bradley Cooper did amazing. Sienna Miller was his wife. She did really good. Um, it's a very, very solid film. I, You know, I hear a lot of people bringing up, like, Lone Survivor last year. Kind of in the same situation. Uh, you know, and people ask, you know, what did you like more? I'll be honest, I like Lone Survivor a lot more. I thought Lone Survivor was amazing. I mean, I felt just emotional, so emotionally connected to Lone Survivor. I mean, that was a five-star movie for me, easily. Um, Great film. So, a lot of people are asking about comparisons to that. Uh, They're really two different movies, you know? Uh, Lone Survivor was more of an ensemble piece about a whole team, whereas this is really just focused on Bradley Cooper's character. Um, But yeah, so for me, I would say Lone Survivor. Um, but once again, not trying to take anything away from American Sniper. I really, really like this film. I thought it was done really well. I'm not a big fan, usually, of Clint Eastwood. I know, shoot me. Um, but I thought he did a really good job with this one. So for me, in the end, on the star scale, the five-star scale, I gave American Sniper four out of five. It was really, really good and definitely recommend it to everybody to go out and check out. Which... At this point, it doesn't seem like anybody needs my recommendation because $105 million have already been spent on this movie in four days, so people are going anyway. Uh, I'm going to go to my second film of the weekend, and this was actually the film I was looking the most forward to, and it's Black Hat. Uh, Black Hat is the new Michael Mann film. Um, <clears throat> Michael Mann, who did Collateral, uh, Heat, The Last of the Mohicans, uh, you know, really, really great director. This time he's got Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Hemsworth plays a hacker who's in jail serving some time for hacking some stuff he shouldn't have. And um, there's another hacker going around really doing some things that the government is not happy about and they need help but no one can catch this guy other than Chris Hemsworth's character because of the skill level so they kind of make like a little deal with him hey you come out you help us if we catch this guy we'll give you a pardon if not you're right back in jail so he does and the kind of cat and mouse game begins I gotta say I was extremely disappointed in this film extremely uh i was really really looking forward to this i love chris hemsworth i think michael mann's a great director this had all the pieces to be a really solid movie and unfortunately in the end it just left me yawning and just really just kind (sighs) of just feeling so disappointed um the action isn't all that great there's not really all that much action in it in the first place and, you know, and then when some of the action's going on, it's got that very big shaky cam style, which makes it a pain in the ass to deal with. Um, a lot of the situations that go down just make no sense. Uh, this movie just, it just didn't seem like Michael Mann cared, to be honest. 
you know. Uh, no faulting the Chris Hemsworth. He did what he could. I thought he was, you know, good in the movie. But even his character, the way they set it up, like, he's kind of a, he's just, he's just kind of a jerk. So you don't really care about his character all that much. And <clears throat> they just really dropped the ball on this film. And uh, so for me, out of five stars, I only gave Black Hat two. So two out of five for me on Black Hat. I do not recommend this film. You can check it out when it comes out on DVD and Blu-ray or Redbox. Um, you know, I saw this with Geeky Pat, and, you know, he felt the same way. We were both really, really disappointed. Um, <clears throat> my wife ended up going to watch this the day after I did. And I warned her. I said, you should switch and pick a different movie, because I don't think you're going to like this. And I was right. <laughs> her friend, uh, my wife's friend, said to her after the movie, you're not allowed to pick a film anymore. <laughs> and and my wife said, yeah, I'm banned from picking movies now. I said, I tried to warn you. You know, because I knew it. I knew if I didn't like it, there was no way in hell my wife was going to like it. Uh, and uh, Geeky Pat's wife even went with us, and she didn't. She was like, what the hell did we just watch? So uh, the general consensus is not so good. And honestly, like, this movie is already the biggest bomb of the year, um, I, I am shocked, but this movie didn't even crack the top 10, it was number 11 at the box office, bringing in only 4 million dollars, that is insane, this film cost 70 million bucks, 70, it made 4 and then over the four-day weekend, it made like 4.4. So it didn't even go up another million dollars with an extra day in there. It's a complete bomb. Nobody went to see this film, and it's really, really sad. But I can't fault it. You know, I'd be pissed if this if I came out of this being like, man, this movie's amazing, and nobody went and saw it. But obviously the word of mouth got around. It's rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Nobody, the reviews seem to be pretty bland about it. <sighs> Thank God Chris Hemsworth has Age of Ultron coming up in a couple months because he's got to wash this film out of anybody's memory. So two out of five for Black Hat. And our third and a final film of the weekend to review is going to be The Wedding Ringer. The Wedding Ringer is the new comedy starring Kevin Hart, Josh Gad, and Kaylee Cuoco Sweeting from The Big Bang Theory. Um... You know, when I first saw the trailer for this film, I was like, this looks really stupid. This is, like, really, really cheesy. Uh, but I love Kevin Hart, and I was like, I didn't even know if I was going to go see this film, to be honest, because the trailer didn't really do it for me. Um, but, you know, after watching, you know, a real heavy movie with American Sniper and watching another dud with Black Hat, I was like, I need to laugh. I need to see something really good. So I decided to see The Wedding Ringer. And I, I, <laughs> I really liked it. It was, you know, it was a pleasant surprise. And I don't know if it's because my expectations were so low, because I, like I said, I didn't really care to even see it. But I walked out saying that was pretty damn funny. And it had enough laugh out loud moments that I would even contemplate buying this one on Blu-ray when it comes out. Uh, and I'm hoping they got some kind of unrated cut or something. But... It was it was pretty damn funny. It's not hilarious, and the story is very, very cookie-cutter. It's very by the book. It's very, you know, A happens, then B happens, then C happens, then D happens, and guess what? E happens as well. You can tell exactly the way this movie's going, because the, there's been a million other movies that have done it the same exact way. So typically, when you have a film like that, they're not all that great. But... What The Wedding Ringer did well is the chemistry in the film. Uh, Kevin Hart, who, I'd like I said, I just think is so funny. Uh, Josh Gad doesn't get enough. You know, he, he you don't see him enough. He's got a new TV show coming out soon. I think it's called The Comedians with Billy Crystal. And I hope that that does really well. I think it's going to be on FX. Um, but he's, a, he's more of a screenwriter. I mean, he had a little role in, like, the internship last year. He pops up here and there, but he doesn't do all that much in front of the screen. So I wasn't sure what he was going to bring to the table here. But him and Kevin Hart actually had really good chemistry together, and they felt like friends, and it really kind of made this thing work. So um, so in the end, out of five stars, I gave The Wedding Ringer three and a half. Um, once again, that half star keeps bugging on me lately, but, you know, it. I was leaning more towards three the entire film, but there was enough of those really good laughs where I was like, that was pretty damn funny, that I wanted to bump it up a little bit. It was a little bit better than a three, of course, not quite a four. 
because it wasn't that hilarious, <laughs> but it was it was good enough. So three and a half out of five for me. Um, I would definitely recommend it. If you're a fan of Kevin Hart, I say definitely go see it. If you don't like Kevin Hart, then stay away from it. But <laughs> I think you should definitely check it out. So those are the three reviews of the week. We got American Sniper with four out of five stars, Black Hat with two out of five stars, and The Wedding Ringer with three and a half out of five stars. Alrighty. Okay. <clears throat> Those are your movie reviews. Alright, let's jump it on over to the news. And we'll get rocking and rolling here with the week in entertainment. Uh, first up, Mary Murphy, who is the judge on So You Think You Can Dance. She is exiting the Fox series and she will not be returning. I don't watch So You Think You Can Dance, so I don't have much more to input on that. Uh, Kyle MacLachlan is confirmed for the Twin Peaks reboot over on Showtime, so he'll be coming back. Showtime has renewed Shameless and has ordered the new show Happy-ish to series. Uh, Happy-ish was the new show that Philip Seymour Hoffman was going to do before he passed, and then they got Steve Coogan in to, to replace his role. They really liked the pilot, so they picked it up. Um... No shocker about Shameless. Uh, that is Showtime's go-to show right now, so very cool. I'm just waiting for the renewal of House of Lies. Let's go, baby. That new season started, and it's great. Uh, over on <clears throat> over on CBS, Scorpion, Madam Secretary, and CIS New Orleans have all been renewed for second seasons. So congratulations. It's good to start seeing some of these shows really kind of getting picked up. Um, I'm a big fan of Scorpion. I love that show, so I'm very excited that that's going to be back for a second season. I don't watch the other two. DJ Caruso, <laughs> which always sounds so funny when you say it. He's not really a DJ. He's a director, uh, but DJ Caruso is in talks to direct G.I. Joe 3. Uh, this is pretty good. DJ Caruso did Disturbia. He did Eagle Eye. Uh, most recently, he did I Am Number 4. So I've liked pretty much all the movies this guy has done, and we need to get going on G.I. Joe, man. Like, I liked the first two films, and I wanted to see where they were going here. And then John Chu dropped out, who directed the second one, to do fucking Gem and the Holograms. So uh, they've been searching for a new director. They've had a couple people kind of look at it and then pass. Uh, but now it looks like DJ Caruso is going to be pretty much a lock, so I'm very excited about that. We have the new second trailer for Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, I was a little disappointed by this trailer. I was super, super stoked we were going to get something new. But pretty much all we got was a re-edited version of the first trailer. It was still very bland. It was still very dark. Um, it showed a lot of the same footage, just from different angles. It had a couple new scenes, but it's a very short trailer. It's only like a minute and a half, which is shorter than the two and a half minute first one we got. This is just... This seems like more of a teaser than anything else, and I'm not quite sure why this would be the big second trailer coming out the gate, but hey, it's still cool to see something from Avengers. We still see no Vision, which is pissing me off, and I would like to see more on Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, but yeah, it is what it is. But we have the second trailer. You can check it out on the Facebook, on the Twitter, and of course, amiontheair.com. Click on the Trailers tab. Alrighty. Um, let's see here. We have the new TV spot for Fifty Shades of Grey that you can check out. That was, um, it debuted during the Golden Globes. <laughs> we have the new trailer for Out of the Dark, which is a new film starring Scott Speedman and Julia Stiles. We have the trailer for Playing It Cool, which is the new movie starring Chris Evans and Anthony Mackie. Um, The Last Five Years, this is a new musical film starring Anna Kendrick. We have the trailer for Unfriended. Uh, this one actually looks pretty good. It, it, it's it's a horror film. This girl gets killed. Um, well, no, this girl gets filmed at a party, uh, kind of suggestively, like showing her underwear and like stuff like that. Who knows what the R-rated version is going to show? But she's embarrassed that this video goes viral and she commits suicide. And then all of her friends are doing like this conference call on Skype, and they're all talking. And then this like extra party joins the Skype call and no one can figure out who it is but then it's like asking questions about like who posted the video and who's responsible and then one by one all the kids start dying It it's an interesting premise and it looks kind of creepy so Unfriended check out that trailer over on the page 
Honest Trailer. New Honest Trailer is for Gone Girl. Uh, this was a really good Honest Trailer, but it is spoilers up the butt. So I won't spoil it. Gone Girl has a lot of twists to it. So if you haven't seen it, don't watch the Honest Trailer because it'll give everything away. So just a warning. Uh, we have an Everything Wrong With, which is National Treasure Book of Secrets. You can check that out. Um... On the rumor mill, it looks like Simon Kinberg might be taking over script duties on the 2016 Star Wars spinoff film. So, I'll leave that at what it is, which is just a rumor. Um, let's see here. We've got some release dates for some new seasons, but now the link is not working. Oh, there it goes. Sorry. Alright, so Showtime has announced some premiere dates for the second season of Penny Dreadful, uh, Nurse Jackie, and the new comedy Happy-ish. Um, Nurse Jackie will kick off its seventh and final season on Sunday, April 12th. And April 26th, it will be followed by the series debut of Happy-ish. And then... Um, also premiering April 26th will be the second season of Penny Dreadful. Um, I don't, I watched Penny Dreadful the first season. I did not like it at all. So I don't think I'll be returning for the second one. So, but that's for you who are looking forward to that. Uh, Horrible Bosses 2 is coming out on Blu-ray and DVD this February with an extended cut. Oh yeah. I love when they do that. Um, Jillian Flynn, who wrote the book to Gone Girl, she also did the the, um, screenplay to Gone Girl, she says that there could be a Gone Girl sequel at some point down the road. Um, The way I kind of interpreted what she was talking about was more of a direct sequel in the movie compared to her writing another book. Because uh, she talks about working with David Fincher again and Matt da- and no, Damon, Ben Affleck and Rosamund Pike, like she really enjoyed working with all of them. So she was saying, you know, hey, we could probably come up with something and we can see, you know, how their lives are going, you know, down the road. So, yeah, love to see a sequel to it. To be honest, uh, with the way that it ended, uh, I would love to see the story continue. Uh, George Lucas uh, came out and was doing some uh, press for his new animated film, Strange Magic, that's coming out. And he said on there that he was actually planning to direct Star Wars Episode Seven before selling the franchise over to um, Disney. So um, that would have been interesting. But, you know, I think we're in the right hands right now. I think he did the right thing, passed it off. I think J.J. is going to do an amazing job. Community is returning on March 17th over on Yahoo for Season 6. And unlike Netflix, new episodes will be released weekly. It will not all be at one time, like on Netflix. So, be forewarned, if you're a big Community fan, they'll be on Yahoo starting March 17th. There's a lot going on with Netflix and the BBC shows. There's At first they were going to drop everything, now it looks like pretty much everything's sticking around. Check out the article we posted yesterday, which actually breaks down everything that's staying, coming, and going. Um, for the most part, the ones you want are going to be sticking around now. They, they cut a new deal. Uh, let's see here. We have the new Red Band trailer uh, for the Melissa McCarthy comedy called Spy. I am looking really forward to this. Um, Spy is a film that is directed by Paul Feig, who did Bridesmaids in the Heat. Um, basically, you got, like, Jude Law and Jason Statham, and they're, like, badass, like, James Bond-type spies, and Melissa McCarthy just works in the office. And all, like, the, the files get exposed, and now the enemy knows who all the agents are. But they need someone to go in and infiltrate um, the bad guys, so Melissa McCarthy steps up and says, I'll do it because no one knows who she is and basically goes undercover and is trying to bust the bad guys on her own. Uh, <laughs> this trailer made me laugh a lot and especially the red band one. Um, we do have the red band and the green band for you to check out. Uh, but, but yeah, it comes out this summer. I think it comes out in May. Check out the trailer for Spy. It looks really, really funny. And and I like that they got Statham and everything in there. Um, 
Dead Rising, the new adaptation of that, is going to be getting a March debut over on the Crackle Network. Christopher Walken, Mark McGrath have joined um, the Joe Dirt sequel with David Spade. That's also going to be on Crackle. So uh, Joe Dirt 2 is filming right now, and it's good to see Christopher Walken and Mark McGrath join the cast over there. Uh, A lot of the people from the first film have all pretty much signed on in the last week to return, so that's pretty cool. Um, Rodrigo Santoro is going to be playing Jesus Christ in the new Ben-Hur remake. Um, Most people will know him as uh, Xerxes from the two 300 films. Um, This is going to be a big film right here. Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling, and Christian Bale are set to star in a new film called The Big Short. And right after these three were announced, and Steve Carell was announced on top of that. So, this movie's got an insane cast, man. Insane. Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling, Christian Bale, and Steve Carell? Pretty awesome. So, that'll be coming next year. Um, David Fincher, Ben Affleck, and Gillian Flynn are all reuniting uh, for a new Strangers on a Train remake film. Strangers on a Train is an old Hitchcock film. And David Fincher wants to put his spin on it, but he's been having such a good working relationship with Gillian Flynn from Gone Girl. She wants to write a new script for it. Uh, Ben Affleck, of course, wants to be a part of it. So the whole Gone Girl team is kind of coming back to do the Strangers on a Train remake, which is pretty cool. Um, We have the list of the Razzie nominations. So, you know, whenever Oscars come out, then the Razzies come out. Um, I'm not going to sit here and go through the Razzies. Just because they're funny and they're and they're funny to talk about, but you know the thing is, is I liked a lot of these movies, and I'm not gonna sit here and say like oh you know worst film of the years this this and that I mean film is subjective. A lot of people like these films, and you know I, I don't want to sit and poke any extra fun at it. So if you're interested, you could check out the Razzie nominations. Um, ABC Family has renewed The Fosters for a third season. Fox has renewed MasterChef Junior and um, regular MasterChef, and they've added uh, Momofuku's Christina Toshi to both franchises. Uh, she is going to be the new third judge as uh, Joe, who's on it right now. Uh, this is his last season, and then he's gone. So Christina Toshi uh, is going to be replacing him. So they're going to add a female to the mix, which is kind of what I expected. Um, we have another trailer for Clouds of Sills. Um, Clouds of Sills Maria, starring uh, Juliette Binoche and Kristen Stewart. It's a new drama. Um, lots of rumors going around on the Spider-Man front. So much so that I can't even sit here and tell you what's real and what's not real. Uh, a lot of reports were going around last week saying that Sony and Marvel had reached an agreement and that Spider-Man will be making his debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe during Phase 3 and during the Avengers um, Infinity War film. But then like two days later, the article was saying, no, that didn't, and now he still has the rights, and they're going to, you know, continue with Spider-Man 3. And then another thing said, no, Sony's going to reboot it. And it's just, there's so much about this, it's all over the place that I can't even keep up anymore. So I'll post the rumors, and I'll tell you about them, and you can kind of like just decide for yourself, because I don't even know what the hell's what. Um, Scarlett Johansson, we talked about she signed on to do Ghost in the Shell. Uh, that now has a release date, and Ghost in the Shell is set to hit theaters on April 14th, 2017. Uh, The Finest Hours is a new film, uh, True Story, uh, starring Chris Pine and Casey Affleck. It's been given a October 9th, 2015 release date, so that'll be out before the end of the year. Um... Escape from New York remake uh, has been given the go-ahead. It's landed at Fox Pictures, and John Carpenter is going to be involved as an executive producer on the film. So that is very, very cool. Um, I'm a little bummed by th- about this, but Avatar 2 has now been delayed for one year so they can continue working on the scripts. So Avatar 2 was supposed to come out uh, in 2016, 
and now it's 2017 for the first one. So uh, James Cameron says they're working very, very hard on it. He says the problem they're running into is because they're writing three films at one time. So they're trying so hard to make sure, like, oh, this little thing that's mentioned in part two is going to pop up in part four. And this little thing in part three is referenced in part two. And they're trying to connect all these dots uh, because they're literally going to shoot two, three, and four back to back. Uh, And now they'll be released in 2017, 2018, and 2019. If this extra time gives him enough to make the scripts perfect, then cool. Uh, I'm just, I'm getting a little bummed because I love Avatar. It's one of my favorite movies ever. It's one of my best movie going experiences ever. I actually just talked about on uh, the People's Forum. I was a guest on there and on his latest episode talking about 10 most memorable films. And Avatar was on my list because of how special of a film it was. And... I've been waiting. Avatar came out in 2009. So, I mean, it's a long time before this damn film comes out. Uh, what's cool is that by the time it does come out, we will get one every year for three years in a row. But that's a long time to wait, man. You know, I was already tired. Because remember, originally it was supposed to be out in 2015. Then they pushed it to 2016. And now they're pushing it to 2017. So it just keeps going back and back and back and back. I know in the end, James Cameron's going to do something real special. It's going to be an amazing film. I'm just such a big fan. I want to see it now, man. Because it's like every year that it gets pushed farther back, it just, you know, it, it makes it... It just makes it so hard to, you know, keep it fresh in people's minds. You know, because Avatar is fallen off that that kind of that radar that people you know when they think of films and they think of pop culture like avatar's not there anymore and we need to get it back but avatar 2 delayed by one year uh the hobbit's richard armitage has joined nbc's hannibal he'll be starring as the tooth fairy um Matthew Vaughn, director of The Secret Service, he came out and says that he's already seen the Fantastic Four reboot, and he says that it's good. <laughs> the quote says, I've seen the movie. It's good. <laughs> I don't know how to, what to believe on that. I believe he probably saw a cut of the film, and uh, it just he doesn't sound too excited by saying, it's good. <laughs> anyway, uh, Comedy Central has renewed Broad City for a third season. Um, Bruce Willis is set to headline a new film called Wake, which is going to be um, a new action thriller. We have the new trailer for Outcast. This is the second trailer. It's a new action film starring Nicolas Cage and Hayden Christensen. We have the second trailer for Song One, starring Anne Hathaway. Um, Rumor has it that in the Avengers Infinity War, that Captain America and Thor will not be in the film. What I kind of expect coming out of this is that they won't be in part one, but since it's a two-part movie, they'll definitely show up by part two. Uh, A lot of rumors going around that Captain America will die in the Civil War film that comes out next year. Uh, and that something will happen in Thor Ragnarok that will keep him locked in, you know, another realm or something that will prevent him from showing up too. Uh, so that way, in, in Infinity Part One, they can have the new Avengers team with Black Panther and Doctor Strange and Ant Man and all that do their work, and then in the second film they come back and kind of save the day. So once again, just a rumor. We're very far away from from Infinity War. Just wanted to get you up on that. Michael Keaton, <coughs> Michael Keaton is in talks to star in the story of McDonald's mogul. Uh, I'm loving it. <laughs> Tom Cruise is reteaming with uh, Doug Liman for a 1980s crime thriller. I like that. That'd be cool. He's got good chemistry with Doug Liman. Uh, John Krasinski is in talks to star in Michael Bay's new Benghazi movie. It's an interesting pick. Matthew McConaughey is going to be starring in Illumination animated film. Uh, he'll be doing voice work for that. Uh, John Lithgow has joined the new Ben Affleck film called The Accountant. Uh, let's see here. And Peter just froze. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. 
technical issues are abound. Happened. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I uh, actually had to pause the recording. Thank God I can do that because my computer completely went non-responsive on me, and uh, I had to pretty much start it all over again. So, uh, thank you so much. I mean, it was a virtual instant for you, but it was about 15 minutes for me <laughs> to get back up and running. Uh, so. Getting back to the news, uh, try not to miss a beat here, uh, but two months before its scheduled release, Ron Howard's new film, In the Heart of the Sea, is now being pushed back to the end of the year. Um, they will be opening the film on December 11th, 2015, so December 11th. This was actually going to come out in March. Uh, this is the new film, another Chris Hemsworth film, uh, the inspired by the story of Moby Dick. And um, it looks really, really good, uh, but they decided to push it back towards the end of the year uh, for awards consideration. So uh, they didn't want it to get lost in the shuffle in, in March. I'm starting to think that they also wanted to kind of shove it back a little bit to kind of distance out um, you know, Chris Hemsworth from Black Hat to Avengers to In the Heart of the Sea, you know, like all kind of back to back to back and kind of spread it out a little bit. Uh, taking its December date now will be Liam Neeson's next film, Run All Night. That was scheduled to come out in April. Now it'll come out on March 13th, which was the original release date for In the Heart of the Sea. So there you go. Some more updates on that front. Um, Lucy Lawless and Stuart Townsend have joined Salem for season two. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres is going to be producing a new ABC hidden camera prank show. We don't have enough of those. Um, Red Band Society is officially dead over at Fox. Uh, they have sent out attempts to continue it on different networks and everything. Nobody is bitten. Um, there's only a couple episodes left that haven't aired, and it looks like Fox is just going to burn them off on Saturday nights for a couple weeks, and then it is officially canceled. So my uh, my stepdaughter was a little bummed about that. She really liked Red Band Society. Um, we have uh, the full voiced cast that was announced for WB Animation's new Batman vs. Robin movie, uh, animated film is coming out. Um, we talked about, when the Sony hack was going on, we talked about the big rumor that was going around that 21 Jump Street was going to merge with, like, Men in Black. At first, this seemed like a silly little rumor, but now it seems like it might actually be happening. Uh, the directors of the 21 and 22 Jump Street films, Chris Lord and Phil, uh, Phil Miller, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, whichever way, Lord and Miller, um, they... They were interviewed uh, recently, and they said that um, they do like the idea of it, and that they like to take really weird concepts that don't think that don't sound like they're going to work, and then make them really work. <laughs> and uh, so, it, this is the first time that we've heard that the directors of the franchise are actually on board with this. So it could be closer to happening than we thought. Um, the Fantastic Four trailer uh, should be debuting. Within about a month, I think February 13th or so, um, it's going to debut supposedly in front of uh, Kingsman Secret Service movie. So uh, we could finally get an idea about this damn Fantastic Four movie. The interview is going to be hitting Blu-ray and DVD on February 17th, so we can finally have that one in our collection, and they titled it The Freedom Edition. Uh, even though it's titled The Freedom Edition, it is the same theatrical cut that people saw on demand or in the theaters, so nothing different on the film, just a bunch of extras. Eddie Murphy says that he is not going to be doing a Beverly Hills Cop 4 until the script gets better. He says it's just not where he wants it to be right now. Um... Let's see. This was probably some of the biggest news out of last week, uh, which really bummed me out. Tom Hardy has officially dropped out of the Suicide Squad film. Um, I am super, super bummed about this because what was so cool about Suicide Squad was just the cast. You know, like all those people they got together, man, from Tom Hardy to Will Smith to, you know, Margot Robbie, to Jared Leto, I mean, they really killed it here, you know, Jai Courtney, like, it just, they had a really good cast put together, and of course, led 
by Tom Hardy, who was playing Rick Flagg. He was going to be the leader of the Suicide Squad. Uh, so then he drops out. And then it's kind of like, well, why did he drop out? And then the report that we're getting is that it's just a time management thing. Um, he is doing a movie right now called The Revenant, which also co-stars Leonardo DiCaprio. It's being directed by uh, Inaratu, uh, who did uh, Birdman. Uh, it's his new movie. And the it, the movie should have been over filming now, but it ran over a schedule, and it's going to be filming for about another month. So he's still got to film that. And then, by the, and then literally within the next couple months, he has to start doing press for Mad Max Fury Road. So they're saying just scheduling-wise, it just he doesn't have time anymore to film this film. Um, some other rumor reports are coming out now saying that he got a new version of the script and his role was cut down significantly because it says they gave more screen time to Deadshot and the Joker. Uh, so his role got kind of cut back and he didn't like that. So he was, he left because he wasn't happy with the script. Um, I don't know. I'm going to hope that that's not the case. I'm going to hope that let's just go with our original theory, which is just that the Revenant is running over on production and it's just scheduling wise just won't work out. Now the name at the top of everybody's list of who they're looking for to replace him is none other than Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal worked with David Ayer on, um, end of watch. And it was an amazing movie. They worked very, very well together. Supposedly, he has a great working relationship with David Ayer. So the first name Ayer wanted to call in to replace um, Tom Hardy was Jake Gyllenhaal. So they're trying to work that out right now and see if they can make it happen. Um, I haven't heard really any other names that are being tossed around other than Gyllenhaal. Um, I would love to see Gyllenhaal take this role. I almost would like it more than Tom Hardy, to be honest, um, especially after seeing Nightcrawler. So um, we'll keep you posted as soon as anything gets locked in. But as of right now, it's a little bit of a bummer that Tom Hardy is gone from the Suicide Squad. Uh, USA has canceled Eliza Koop's new show, Benched, after just one season. I don't even think the season ended. Um, Paul Feig, uh, who I talked about, he's got the new movie Spy coming out with Melissa McCarthy. Uh, he has confirmed that there's going to be a New York setting for the new Ghostbusters reboot, and he says that the movie will contain fun nods to the original. He says they definitely want to kind of poke a little at the camera and let you know, like, we know it was around before us kind of thing. Uh, the Russos, who are going to be directing Captain America Civil War, have confirmed that Scarlett Johansson will be returning for Civil War and that um, the uh, Winter Soldier will be back as well. We have everything wrong with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2014 one, so I know uh, peeps will love that. Uh, we have the new trailer for Anarchy which is the new film starring Ethan Hawke and Dakota Johnson. We have the second trailer for Get Hard, the new Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart movie. It looks really, really funny. Uh, E, the E Network, has given an early renewal to their show, The Royals. Uh, It hasn't even started airing yet, and they've already given a second. I don't know, it's weird. Sci-Fi Network is adapting the apocalyptic drama Spin as a miniseries. Uh, Ian Ziering and Tara Reid are officially returning for Sharknado 3. Aw, yeah. <laughs> um, the Flash has cast, um, I forget this guy's name, but he played young Dexter on Dexter uh, to be the Trickster, uh, to be a new copycat version of the Trickster before Mark Hamill's character uh, makes his return to the show. Uh, Focus Pictures has picked up uh, the Motley Crue biopic film called The Dirt. That's pretty cool. I'm excited about that. I really want to see that. Uh, congratulations to Bradley Cooper, who has joined the group of three-peating acting nominees. It's a really big deal that he's nominated three years in a row. Um, <clears throat> he was nominated for Silver Linings Playbook, and then last year for American Hustle, and then uh, this year for American Sniper. Uh, we have the winner's list of the Critics' Choice Awards. You can check that out. Um, J.K. Simmons has revealed that uh, Legendary's upcoming uh, Skull Island, Kong Skull Island, is going to be actually set in the 70s, so that's interesting. Uh, Congratulations to Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. It was the top-selling video game of 2014, so very, very cool. Um... Here we got an update on the new Evil Dead TV series. 
I know a lot of you are super excited about this. I am as well. Uh, it's going to be called Ash vs. Evil Dead. Um, we'll be starring Bruce Campbell. We'll have half-hour-long episodes. Um, a lot of people were shocked about because they thought it was going to be a full hour, but they said that they're going to maximize that half-hour slot. Um, they're going to be shooting it in New Zealand. And uh, let's see here. And it will be debuting later this year. Um, it will be the fourth quarter of 2014. Um, 15, sorry, not 2014. So, yeah, they said it will either be the third, late third quarter or fourth quarter of 2015. So we will get Ash vs. the Evil Dead later this year. That is uh, super, super exciting. Can't wait to see that. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey is Fandango's fastest-selling R-rated title ever. That is crazy, man. I can't wait to see how big this movie blows up. Like, cause I didn't think it was gonna do that good. And the trailer was the most reviewed trailer of 2014. Now it's Fandango's fastest-selling R-rated title ever. This is gonna be pretty crazy. Uh, <clears throat> NBC has commented on the Constantine ratings. They say that they understand its struggles, um, but you know they're feeling like the show is kind of catching on to its audience, uh, and the future of the show is still up in the air. So. Things don't look that good, but I'm holding out hope because I really like Constantine, and I think the last like four or five episodes have been really, really good. Uh, the new episode that just aired this past Friday, which was its first one back since uh, Christmas, was awesome. You know, I really like the show. I think that they heard it by putting it on Friday nights because nobody cares about Friday night. Because uh, what they were bitching about was they said, you know, well the show does pretty good on DVR, but uh, we don't like its live ratings. Yeah, because you put it on Friday night. Nobody likes the live ratings on a Friday night. It's stupid. Um, but I hope they give it another chance. I don't know. I'm not holding my breath, but um, I'm hoping they pick it up for a second season. We'll see. Um, Alex Pettifer and Johnny Knoxville have joined the new film Elvis and Nixon. Uh, director Frank Darabont has dropped out of the Huntsman film. Uh, he was going to be uh, doing the Huntsman and uh, just dropped out. They said creative differences. The, the Huntsman is going to be a spinoff film of Snow White and the Huntsman with Chris Hemsworth. Um, so he's going to be doing that. And uh, now they're searching for a new director. Emily Blunt is in negotiations to join the film right now as a villain. Um, Gary Sinise is going to be starring in the new CBS uh, Criminal Minds spinoff show. Matilda Lutz is going to lead the new Ring reboot, now titled Rings. Um, some details came out in the Rush Hour TV show. They said it will basically follow the premise of the first movie. It will have the same characters. Um, you know, they just got to find their new uh, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. <laughs> Uh, I'm really happy about this. Zachary Levi is going to be heading to NBC to lead the new um, Heroes Reborn miniseries. Uh, Heroes was one of my favorite shows when it was on for those four seasons. I really, really liked this show, and I was hoping it would go on for a long time, and unfortunately it only did four seasons. Um, but it's a great show, and I love Zachary Levy. Uh, you know, he was so great in Chuck, and, and just everything that he pops up in, he's, he's a great actor, and the fact that he's going to lead... Uh, the new Heroes that's coming out is exciting to me. So, very, very cool on that. Netflix has renewed their deals for Doctor Who, Luther, and some more BBC series. BBC series, so you can, like I said, you can check out that list. Um, Co-director of the original Blair Witch Project says that um, a new film is definitely inevitable. Uh, so, look out for Blair Witch 3 coming at some point soon. <laughs> Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is set to re-team with her three times Hunger Games helmer, uh, Francis Lawrence, and they're going to do a new movie called The Dive, uh, and it's actually also going to be executive produced by James Cameron, so that is pretty cool. It looks like Laura Palmer is back for Showtime's new season of Twin Peaks. We have the first picture of the cast from Now You See Me, the second act, so the sequel to Now You See Me, a uh, pretty cool picture with... You know, Michael Caine and Woody Harrelson and uh, Mark Ruffalo, Lizzie Kaplan, uh, who joins the team on this go-around because Isla Fisher is not returning because she's pregnant. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe has joined the team, so pretty cool. 
Uh, Patrick Stewart uh, announced that himself and Ian McKellen will not be back for X-Men Apocalypse. So that kind of sucks. I love seeing these guys in X-Men films, and it really does suck. Uh, I love the young versions, but ain't nobody going to top Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. So that's a little bit of a bummer. Congratulations, Fox has already renewed Gotham, Empire, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine for new seasons next year. This makes me super excited. I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I think it's one of the best comedies on television right now. And I really am liking Gotham. So it's good to see Gotham get picked up for a second season. Uh, I have not watched Empire, so I can't really talk about that one. But um, very happy for Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Gotham. Fox is also in discussions to revive the X-Files. Yes, you heard me right. The X-Files. So we'll see what ends up happening with that. Fox is also considering doing a new 24 season, but without Kiefer Sutherland returning as Jack Bear. Um, Fox has also lined up Julian Huff and Vanessa Hudgens for their new Grease live show that will air next year. Uh, Leah Michelle, Joe Maganello, um, and a bunch more have joined Ryan Murphy's new show, Scream Queens. No, Scream Queens. Um, oh, you got to be kidding me. I think my thing just froze again. <sighs> what is going on here? Oh, thank God. It bounced back. Whew, got real nervous there. Um, wow, God, that made me scared. Um, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, the League is going to be returning for its final season in September. Louie is premiering its new season on April 9th. Fargo's second season is going to be set in the 70s and will explore feminism, returning from Vietnam, and Ronald Reagan's first run for president. Uh, the Americans will be slash could be a five season show. This is from uh, the producers. Um, also debuting on April 9th with Louis is going to be the new show. The comedians with Billy Crystal and Josh Gad. Uh, the gremlins reboot is now in a holding pattern. Some stuff going on over the studio. So they're not moving forward at this current time with gremlins. Uh, the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia cast says they see no reason why they can't continue beyond the already ordered se- uh, season 12. So I believe they just started season 11, uh, which I just watched the premiere of that a little bit earlier today. It was pretty funny. I'm kind of hit and miss with this show. Um, but FX has already signed it through season 12, but they're saying... They're saying, let's keep going. <laughs> Why stop? So it's always cool when you see a cast like that happy with what they're doing, that they're saying, we don't see any any end in sight. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. Uh, Henry Cavill says that he plans to play Superman for many, many, many years to come. Uh, he says, you know, that he loves playing this iconic character uh, and that he, you know, will continue to do it for as long as they'll have him doing it. So... This makes me really happy because I'm a big Henry Cavill fan. I love him as Superman. I don't want to see anyone else do it. Um, So, especially now that we're finally getting this DC Universe up and rolling, I want Henry Cavill as Superman and no one else. Alright. FX CEO uh, has said that American Horror Story's fifth season is going to be a large reinvention Um, this makes me excited just because I feel like something new needs to happen with FX, uh, and American Horror Story, because it's, you know, American Horror Story is one of those ones that put it off awesome. Season one was great. And then season two went downhill. Season three went even more downhill. And season four has been eh. So... This show's just not doing it for me, and I'm about ready to to just tap out and say I'm done. Uh, so reading that they're looking for a large reinvention is cool to me, because it means that, you know, they might be having some new cast finally, so we can stop recycling all the same people, uh, and do something unique moving forward. Um, so, I don't know. This just gives me hope. Let's just say that. Um, 
and my browser has crashed again. So I'm going to pause the recording. I'll be back in just a split second, but who knows how long it'll be in real time. I'm back. All right. So I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully it's not too much of a pain on your side, but I am having a hell of a time right now with technical difficulties. So luckily for me, I'm almost done. Uh, let's keep it rocking and rolling. Um, Foxcatcher subject Mark Schultz apologizes for his criticism of the film. He says, I was temporarily insane. Uh, this was a weird story that came out because Mark Schultz is the character that Channing Tatum plays in the film. And in the movie... Um, you know, he, he loved the film when it first came out. And then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks ago, he started ranting on Twitter about, I hate this movie. No one go watch this movie. It's bullshit. Da, da, da. And he started ripping it. And then yesterday he starts tweeting out like, I'm sorry. I was stupid. I love this movie. Channing was amazing. Director is incredible. So I don't know if he was just high on drugs or what, but he like loved it. Then he hated it. Now he loves it again. I don't know what the hell's going on, but you can read the full article if you're interested. Um, on a side note, I just watched Foxcatcher the other night, and I actually didn't care for it very much. You know, for a lot of hype that it's getting, Oscar talk and all this stuff, uh, I would say it's a two-star movie. I, I was super bored throughout it. Uh, I thought the performances was great. Steve Carell was awesome. Mark Ruffalo was great. Channing Tatum was even great. But the movie as a whole, super boring and just very hard to keep your attention. So I do not think it deserves to be best picture, best picture of the year, that's for sure. Um, like I said, we do have a full list of all the BBC shows that are leaving Netflix in February and the ones that are sticking around. Um, Will Arnett's new comedy series has been ordered over at Netflix, so he's coming to Netflix. Uh, FX is also going to be airing a Louis C.K. comedy special. Uh, the World War Z sequel is starting with a clean slate. Uh, they're going to start filming that later in the year. Um, and they were just the writers were talking about how, you know, like in the first one, they're trying to do stuff from the book. But with the second one, there's no sequel book. So they're just, they have a clean slate and they can do whatever they want moving forward, which is pretty cool. Uh, we have the teaser trailer for The Strain Season 2. Uh, I'm so excited for The Strain to return over on FX. Uh, Sony Network, uh, their new series called Power, uh, Powers, is going to debut the first three episodes on March 10th. So I'm looking forward to this. I don't know much about it, but it's very cool to see that the PlayStation Network is going to be doing its own original series. And you can thank Netflix for this kind of stuff. Uh, and, and Powers, starring um, the dude from District 9, <laughs> is going to be uh, leading this show. Uh, J.K. Simmons is going to be hosting Saturday Night Live on January 31st. We have a new Everything Wrong With, and this time it's Everything Wrong With The Matrix Revolutions in 17 minutes or less. And the Honest trailer is for Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, I think the whole series as a whole, or it might just be the first film. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. This just came out right before I started recording the show. So I wanted to post it up for y'all. Okay, and lastly, I want to run down uh, the Oscars. This was also, of course, the biggest news coming out of last week, which was who is nominated for the Oscars. So I'm going to run it down for you, kind of give my ideas. Um, best Picture, the nominees are American Sniper, Birdman, Boyhood, The Grand Budapest Hotel, The Imitation Game, Selma, The Theory of Everything, and Whiplash. So... We will see. Uh, directing Alejandro Inaratu for Birdman, Richard Linklater for Boyhood, Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher, Wes Anderson for The Grand Budapest Hotel, and Morton Tidlam for The Imitation Game. Lead actor in a leading role Steve Carell, Foxcatcher, Bradley Cooper, American Sniper, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Imitation Game, Michael Keaton for Birdman, and Eddie Redmayne for The Theory of Everything. Uh, this is where I have a little bit of a problem, um, is Best Actor. We all knew that Eddie Redmayne, Michael Keaton, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Steve Carell were probably going to get a nomination. It was the fifth spot that we didn't know what, what it was going to go to. The leading people would have been Jake Gyllenhaal for Nightcrawler, or David Oyelio for Selma. And then, boom, it comes out Bradley Cooper for American Sniper. Like I said in the beginning of the show, American Sniper is really, really good. And Bradley Cooper did a great job. But Bradley Cooper does not deserve to be on the Oscar list. I think it's just he's a safe name. And since he has done the last two years in a row, 
the academy just kind of went with him. But I don't think he deserves it, and especially not over um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal was so outstanding. He transformed his body, his mind, his soul for Nightcrawler, and he deserved that nomination. I mean, the Golden Globes gave him props. I believe the Critics' Choice Awards gave him props. We were just waiting on that Oscar nom, and then he got screwed over for Bradley Cooper. So, do not agree with that one. Actress in a leading role, uh, Marianne Cotillard for Two Days, One Night, Felicity Jones for The Theory of Everything, Julianne Moore for Still Alice, Rosamund Pike for Gone Girl, and Reese Witherspoon for Wild. I would love Rosamund Pike to get this. She was so incredible in Gone Girl. Actor in a supporting role, Robert Duvall for The Judge, Ethan Hawke for Boyhood, Edward Norton for Birdman, Mark Ruffalo for Foxcatcher, and J.K. Simmons for Whiplash. Actress in a supporting role, Patricia Arquette for Boyhood, Laura Dern for Wild, Kira Knightley for The Imitation Game, Emma Stone for Birdman, Meryl Streep for Into the Woods. Um, I'm going to skip some of this other stuff. Animated film, Big Hero 6, The Box Trolls, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Song of the Sea, and The Tale of Princess Kaguya. Okay, one big thing is missing here. And I'll tell you, everything is not awesome. The Lego movie, completely snubbed by the Oscars. How the hell is the Lego movie not nominated for Best Animated Film? Because not only should it be nominated, it should also win. Um, you know, this is the biggest snub of the year. If you start going through and reading some of the articles about the Oscars, no one understands how the Lego movie is not on this list. Um, cause it's most people's pick to win, let alone not even get a nomination. So, you know, they put two movies in there, Song of the Sea and The Tale of Princess Kaguya that no one's even heard of before, and then leave out the Lego movie. Come on, man. No way. And even if I leave those two in, you're telling me that, that How to Train Your Dragon 2 and the Box Trolls, of all things, are better than the Lego movie? I'll give you Big Hero 6, but you ain't taking, give me a get out of here. Um, I'm going to skip music and all this other stuff, mixing and writing and, uh, visual effects is a good category for visual effects. We've got Captain America, the Winter Soldier, uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Guardians of the Galaxy, Interstellar, and X-Men Days of Future Past. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, if you want to see a full list of every single category, of course you can check that out on our Facebook and our Twitter page. All right, let's go on over to our releases in our box office, and we'll wrap this baby up. On DVD and Blu-ray today is Lucy, The Box Trolls, Annabelle, and The Drop. So that's pretty cool. I know uh, our boy Friggins is going to be buying Lucy on Blu-ray. He already pre-ordered it from what I heard. Uh, in theaters this week, on Friday, it's going to be Mordecai, Strange Magic, and The Boy Next Door. Um, so it doesn't look like I'll be going to the movies this weekend, <laughs> so uh, I think Mordecai looks horrible, looks horrendous, um, Strange Magic is not my thing, The Boy Next Door, uh, I kind of want to see it just because I know Jennifer Lopez finally gets topless in it, uh, but it looks mad cheesy as well, and I'll just wait for uh, Redbox or Netflix on that one. <laughs> So here's your box office. Uh, usually I only do top 10. I'm doing 11 this week only because number 11 is Black Hat. And I just wanted you to see that it didn't even crack the top 10. It's so crazy. So Black Hat at number 11. I'm going to read you the three-day and the four-day take. So for three days, it made $3.7 And for four days, it made $4.8 So bad. Number 10 is Night at the Museum, Secret of the Tomb. Its three-day take was $3.9 million, and a four-day was five point two. Number 9 is Unbroken, uh, with a three-day take of four point two and a four-day of $5 million. Number 8 is The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies, with a three-day take of four point eight and a five-day take of five point nine. Number 7 is Into the Woods, with a three-day take of six point eight and a four-day take of 8.9. Number six is The Imitation Game, with a three-day take of 7.3, and a four-day take of 8.9. Number five is Selma. Uh, Selma had a three-day take of 8.4, and a four-day take of 10.3. Very nice. Number four is Taken 3, with a three-day take of 14 million, and a four-day take of 16.9 million. 
Number three is a debut. It's Paddington. Uh, Paddington debuted with a three-day take of 19.3 and a four-day take of 24.1. Number two is another debut. It's The Wedding Ringer. Love it. A uh, three-day take of 20.7 and a four-day take of 24.6. And your number one film, like I told you in the beginning, it was American Sniper with a three-day take of 88 million and a four-day take of 105.3. Holy crap. <laughs> 105 million in four days. Still blows my mind for American Sniper breaking all kinds of records. Um, it is Clint Eastwood's biggest movie. It's Bradley Cooper's biggest movie. It's the biggest movie of January. It's the biggest R-rated movie. Um, it just, it's crushed everything. It really, really has. And the movie only cost, I think they said the movie cost $90 million in total to make. So it's already made its money back in literally four days. So congratulations to American Sniper. Well, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in. That will wrap us up here on Am I on the Air for this uh, Tuesday edition. So thank you so much for joining me. Um, I really appreciate it. You can follow me on Twitter at DXDonMega. You can follow the show on Twitter at Am I on the Air. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Am I on the Air. Get all the news right to your feeds. Um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can listen to us on Stitcher Radio and TuneIn. You can also follow us, our circle, on Google+. Uh, our official webpage is amiontheair.com, where you can listen to the shows, you can read all the movie reviews, you can look at all the new trailers. Everything is right there, plus all our social links on amiontheair.com. I also want to shout out our affiliates over at reddragonsradio.com. Uh, that is your hub where you can listen to us. You can listen to This Week with the Geek and uh, the People's Forum, Out of the Rifts. Pro Wrestling Nation, the Brothers of Destruction podcast, lots of great podcasts for you to check out on reddragonsradio.com. And you can follow on Twitter at reddragonsradio so you always know what's going down with the programming. Ah, well, I hope everybody has a great week. I hope you had a happy holiday yesterday. And we'll talk to you next time on another new edition of Am I on the Air? Peace. Red Dragons!